Coming up this week, hear all about Brianna's family trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I have a few quick things to mention before we jump into Brianna's trip. First, um, I do want to remind you to submit any upcoming trips that you have, uh, whether you're going to Disney World, Disneyland, taking a Disney cruise, Disney, whatever. Uh, you can do this by going to my website. That is tothemouseandback.com slash submit. You can also find the link in the show notes if you're like me and you listen to podcasts while you're driving and you can't exactly write down the URL. I do use a site called SpeakPipe for trip report submissions. It's super, super easy to use, and you can use it from your phone or from a computer, and you'll record a short message about your trip and then submit that to me. So this just lets me learn some basic details about your trip, and to be honest, it lets me know that you know enough about technology to use a microphone or a smartphone. I do still have a few slots that are open in late spring and the summer, um, and I have a lot of slots open in the fall and the winter. So I try to get a good variety of trips. So um, just send me your trip information and I will reach out to you if you are selected. Now, before we get into the interview, I want to give a quick, I guess, trigger warning. I don't usually have to do this for Disney trips, but um, I did want to warn you that Brianna's family on their departure day witnessed a tragic incident in the Orlando airport. You may have actually seen information about this in the news. If you want to read more about it, there is a link in the show notes. I'm mentioning this because even though she doesn't give any kind of graphic details or anything like that, if you listen to this episode, with kids or you would just prefer not to hear about it when she starts talking about her departure day just skip forward about seven or eight minutes and then you'll get to the closing questions in the interview I assure you the rest of the trip went great and I'm so excited for you to hear about it. Brianna did one of the things that I love, which is to use a small number of add-on experiences for the trip, like the parade viewing, dining package, and early morning magic, just to add a few special things to her trip. Uh, And it reduces the stress of doing things like finding parade spots and getting Toy Story Land fast passes. And it just makes the trip that much more special. So let's go ahead and get into the interview. Hey, Brianna, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? We're really excited right now. I believe it. You know, I always get jealous. Every person I talk to, the pre-trip anyway, they're always so excited. The post-trip, there's there's the Disney depression in the voice. So, you know, that one's that one's a little a little sadder. But man, this the pre-trip always has so much energy and excitement. Well, absolutely. My kids every day, of course, are asking how much longer and I we've gotten down to saying, well, you have three more sleeps. So (laughs) that's pretty close. Oh, fantastic. Anything to get the kids to go to sleep that that works very well. So (laughs) generally speaking, yes. (laughs) All right. Well, before we jump into talking about your trip, tell me a little bit about what is your Disney history? We really don't have a very big Disney history. We took our first family trip last January. Uh, actually during the exact same week. And prior to that trip, I had never been ever in my life. I had a coworker who was a big Disneyaholic and could talk Disney forever, but I never really understood like her just love for it, you uh-huh. know? Uh, my husband had been a couple times as a kid and our children had never been. So we decided we were going to do it. 
we had thought we'd do it in the summer, but then, of course, in talking to a travel agent, they said, oh, you have to go before your son turns three because he'll be free. Mm. So he was turning three in that February. We said, okay, we'll go in January. And it was just the best trip ever. We we got there thinking it would be the trip of a lifetime and we would probably never go back. A couple of days in, we thought, well, maybe in a couple of years. A couple of more days in, we said, well, maybe next year. <laughs> so here we are basically a year later and we're heading heading down again. Nice. Very cool. Okay. So what is your planning style? Are you somebody who leans heavily on the structure or heavily on the, you know, including as much flexibility as possible? Where do you fall on that scale? I would have to say I'm pretty structured and pretty scheduled out. I definitely enjoy doing that. I also really think that doing that last time meant that we had such a great trip that we got to do so many things because of it. Um, We are on the dining plan. So I think that instinctually causes you to have to plan a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We, we don't do park hopper. And so again, you're kind of having to be really specific about where your meals are, what parks, which days. I think those two decisions that we make with not having hopper and having dining push us to want to be more structured. I'm also just that way generally. Uh So planning it out pretty, pretty much hour by hour is what I want to do. What we did find last time, though, is once we got into the parks and we kind of felt like we had the feel of the parks, we didn't look at the schedule nearly as much. Yeah. Which was nice, but it, but it was nice to have had it planned to know, okay, if you're going to ride this ride and Gaston is meeting from 10 to 1030, you know, that same day and it's right there, you kind of knew where things were and you just had a better sense of being able to do all the things you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me who is going on this trip with you? So this trip will be our family of four, which is myself, my husband, our six-year-old daughter, and our now almost four-year-old son. Okay. Awesome. And how are you guys getting there? So we are flying. Um, since we're up here in mid-Missouri, uh, the drive would just be a little bit too long for us. It would take us you know, almost two days down there and two days back. So yeah. flying is definitely the way to go. We actually almost kind of get to start our trip a day earlier because we're going to drive to Kansas City, which is about two and a half hours away from us to stay in a hotel the night before our flight so that we're right there. So we're going to fly down. Awesome. Okay. All right. So what are your trip dates? So uh, we'll actually leave for Disney on Saturday, the 26th, January 26th. And we'll come back from Disney that very next Saturday, February 2nd. Okay. How did you pick these dates? I know you said last year you really enjoyed it. Um, and is are you kind of going at the same time because you just really liked this time of year? Mostly, yeah. We Last year when we went, the crowds were extremely manageable for uh, for people who didn't have much to compare it to, of course. They just seemed like really nice crowd levels. They weren't super busy. Of course, we would talk to a cast member and they'd say, oh, well, yesterday, yeah, it was a light day. There was, you know, 45,000 people in the park. And (laughs) uh, of course, to us, it sounded huge, but it really didn't feel that bad when you were in Magic Kingdom, when you realize that it can hold 90,000 people. Right. So, you know, that there's that. It, it just it's a nice time of year to go. The weather is nice. We're five degrees with wind chill here. So Ooh. even if it's a little cool in Florida, you know, cool to them in 50s and 60 degree weather, it's going to feel like summer to us. So yeah. it's nice this year with my daughter being in school, we will be pulling her out of school for a week. But she was very lucky to get a Disney uh, fan teacher this year in kindergarten. So uh-huh. she was very much like, yes, go have the trip, have a great time. And 
um, in our school district, it's actually pretty common for, for children to be pulled out for family trips and things. So we're really lucky with that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So where are you guys going to be staying? So we're staying on property. We're going to stay at Pop Century. We stayed there during our last trip and really enjoyed the renovations. We were lucky enough last trip to get a renovated room, even though the resort itself wasn't completely renovated. So we're excited to go back and have one of their renovated rooms again. Okay. What made you guys pick that last time? Uh, mostly because we were hoping to get a renovated room. Okay. <laughs> um, I think the renovations are just really nice. The different, you know, we, we knew we were going to stay value regardless. And the ability to have a queen size bed over a full size bed just seemed like something we wanted to try for. Since we knew we were going at a lower crowd time, we really hoped that we would be able to get a renovated room and we lucked into it last time. So, And we really enjoyed the, re- the, the resort. It's, it's cute. It's well-themed. We didn't get over to Art of Animation last time to check it out, but we do plan on getting over there this time. Okay. So how many days worth of tickets do you guys have? So we currently have seven park days, which is up from my original plan to have five. Uh (laughs) And part of that was just because when we were booking the trip originally, the difference between five days and six days was less than $40 for all of us. And then the difference, of course, between six and seven was even less. So I said, let's just do it. We had thought we'd have a day off, but I thought, well, for that cheap amount, even if we only go to park for half a day, it's worth it to be able to go in, use our free three fast passes and leave if that's what we want to do. So I totally agree. I think that, like you said, once you get up to that number of days, it's so minimal to add more. And we really like rather than having one full rest day, we have multiple half days that we'll, you know, we'll get up and go in the morning and then we'll, you know, have lunch and then just come back and chill that afternoon, take a nap, play in the pool, whatever. Yeah, I love doing it that way. Absolutely. And we're big nappers anyway. We actually completely plan on going back to nap just about every single day. Okay. It it works well for us. We are get up and go early people. We go back and we take a nap and then we have the energy, both us and our children, to go back and enjoy the nighttime things. So. Awesome. Now with seven park days and seven nights in the park, does that mean you're planning to hit up a park on either your arrival day or your departure day? Yep. So we're planning on hitting up a park on arrival day. We Our flight leaving actually leaves, well, it leaves about noon, but that wouldn't leave us enough time for a park that morning, of course. So we're we're hoping to get in, uh, get in early enough to go to a park that afternoon, which I don't think will be an issue. Our flight actually leaves at 6.15 in the morning. So, and we, of course, um, we, we lose an hour, I guess, or gain an hour, whichever way it might be. So we'll be into Florida by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm our hope is is that we'll be on the magical express by 11:30 into the resort by noon. Last time because we had done the online check-in, we actually got a text message when we were on the bus that our room was ready. Mm-hmm. So our our plan is to hope for the same thing, get there, have our room be ready, get in, take a little bit of a nap just because even with having a hotel right by the airport, we're still going to be up by 3:45 that morning. Yeah. So we'll get in, we'll take a little bit of a nap and then head off to our first park day. Awesome. Okay. So tell me a little bit about with those seven park days, how did you attack making your park plan and kind of figuring out how many days you wanted to allocate to each park and which park you wanted to do per day? Yeah, it was kind of a hard decision. And I went back and forth on it 
several times. Of course, we knew we wanted to do Magic Kingdom a lot. We did it last time two days, so it was pretty easy to say, let's just do three days there because there's so much for our kids at that age to ride and to do. And even with two days last time, there was so much we didn't get to do. Yeah. So that, that was an easy decision. Then, of course, we had to divide up the others. Um, unfortunately, last time we didn't really care for Animal Kingdom, so we had actually planned to not go there at all this coming trip. But when I added the seventh park day, I said, well, why don't we just do Animal Kingdom on our arrival day? We'll get the half day. We'll get to do our three fast passes. And if that's all we do there, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, Because we did enjoy some of the elements there. Then it was, okay, then Hollywood Studios and Epcot. With the new Toy Story Land opening, I really wanted the kids to be able to enjoy that because they love Toy Story and Buzz and Woody. And they really loved the roller coasters last time. So I think they're going to really have a hoot with Slinky Dog. So we went ahead and did two Hollywood Studios Day and then just one day in Epcot. Okay. Now, are you, do you like to take advantage of the extra magic hour days or do you try to avoid those? How did you decide which day to kind of plug each park into the calendar? Absolutely. So we actually do like the extra magic hours. I know that there's kind of a school of thought that it does make the park busier that day which I do do think is true, but with the low crowd time of when we're going, the ability to grab some of those extra magic hours, especially the evening extra magic hours, was really helpful last trip. So, for instance, on the day that we go to Epcot, they have evening extra magic hours from 8 to 10. Last time, they had the same thing when we went to Epcot, and we rode Frozen four or five times back to back. Uh Uh-huh. With literally no wait at all during those extra hours. And it was just so fun, and the kids loved it. So we kind of did pick up some of those extra hours because I think it's a nice option for resort guests. And if you can grab a few of them, why not? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what you are most excited about at each of these parks. So we were just talking about Epcot and their extra magic hours. So um, what are the things you're most excited about for Epcot? So for Epcot, we, we enjoy the princesses at Epcot, of course, Frozen and Anna and Elsa, We didn't get, unfortunately, the chance to explore the countries too much last time, so I'd hope to be able to do that again. If we have more time to explore actually into the countries, that would be great. And if we could see the evening show that night in Epcot, that would be be fun too. Okay. Speaking of those evening shows, how many of those do you plan to hit, or will those kind of be a little sparing? What are you doing with your, your late nights? Yeah, it'll kind of depend. So one of the meals that we have is the Hollywood and Vine Fantasmic Package with uh-huh. Minnie. We're doing dinner there at Hollywood and Vine, one of our Hollywood Studios nights, so that we could get the Fantasmic priority seating. Um, again, we did that last time, and it was just awesome. It ended up being one of my husband's favorite shows, and so we said, let's do that again. It was well worth the credit. You get to meet Mickey and Minnie, and you get the priority seating. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do Fantasmic for sure. Unfortunately, last time we didn't ever get to see the fireworks at Magic Kingdom very well. So we're kind of prioritizing that as well, at least one night to hopefully get a decent spot to see it from the front with the projection. With the Animal Kingdom, again, we didn't see River of Lights last time. So if we can see it on that first day, we will. But depending on how we're feeling and how the crowds seem on our one uh, rival day for Animal Kingdom. We might just try and shoot out of the parks while everybody else is watching Rivers of Light because then it'll be a shorter line for the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And there's something about that first night there that 
everybody's tired. Everything always seems to take longer than you think it's going to take. So I, I, I definitely think if you guys are excited, yeah, stay for it. But if you're like, eh, then just go home and or go back to the room and get some sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we'll have a, a busy first day, that very first full day there. So yeah, if we can get back, like I said, if we, even if all we do at Animal Kingdom on that arrival day is use our three fast passes, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Animal Kingdom, you've got your fast passes there. What are the kind of highlights that you're excited about there? Well, so we're, we would love to be able to ride uh, Avatar, the, the flight of passage, but because our kids are too short and too young, we didn't fast pass it. If, if all works out well and we can p- pick up a single rider fast pass and then rider switch it, we will, but I, I'm not counting on it. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to do Navi, uh, which we all really loved last time. Then we have the safari booked and I've got it booked at a time where hopefully it will be right at sunset and dusk. So we're hoping to get to see the animals be a little bit more active. I've heard that's a great time to do it. So I think that'll be fun. And then we also have a fast pass to meet Mickey and Minnie. So I think that's a nice way to, you know, start off the trip meeting Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. Very cool. And they're in their safari gear. So that should be really cute. Very cool. Okay. So then Hollywood Studios, um, I hear you've got some Toy Story fans in the family. So Mm -hmm. I imagine that ranks pretty high on your list. It does. And we've actually gone ahead and bought the uh, early morning magic for our first day in Hollywood Studios. Oh, perfect. Which, yeah, which we're we're excited about. It was kind of a last minute decision that we did. Um, So our Hollywood Studios day is actually the 28th, which is our second full day in the parks. And that's the day we're going to have the early morning magic. Um, So I think it'll be a lot of fun to get to do that and really be able to capitalize on seeing Toy Story Land and meeting Buzz and Woody and everyone and hopefully riding Slinky Dog until we just physically can't ride it anymore. <laughs> I mentioned in the episode when I went on my trip that we did that and we followed Shannon from WDW Prep School. She put together a touring plan where she recommends meet uh, Woody and Jesse first because their line builds so quickly and then hit up the rides and then hit up Buzz on your way out and that's Almost exactly what we did, except that we met Buzz right after Woody and Jesse. And it was perfect because Slinky Dog Dash had like a 15 minute wait when it first started because everybody rushed for Slinky Dog Dash. And Mm -hmm. then we, you know, while we were meeting the characters, people kind of rode that. And then they were like, okay, okay, cool. Let's go do something else. And by the time we were ready to hit Slinky Dog Dash, I mean, my, I I didn't ride it. Um, I have some vertigo issues, but my daughter and my husband, they walked right on four times in a row. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, I had I had seen a touring plan that suggested that. And I think that's what we will do, because we definitely do want to meet Woody and Jesse. And I had I had also heard that their line builds as the morning, you know, as that morning goes on, because, yeah, everyone runs to the ride. So we can definitely wait 20 minutes to ride Slinky Dog while everybody else does. And then we'll ride it back to back. So, yeah. So what else with uh, Hollywood Studios are you excited about? Well, of course, having the meal with uh, at Hollywood buying the Fantasmic package, that'll be nice. And then getting a few of the other shows in there that we didn't get to see last time. We didn't get to see Beauty and the Beast or Indiana Jones last time. So I think doing those will be nice. We've got, of course, our fast passes booked for different things on different days. We weren't able to get a Slinky Dog fast pass on our first day there, but we got it on the second day that we're in Hollywood Studios. But with the early morning magic, I think we'll have plenty of Slinky Dogs, so that'll be nice. Um, excited to meet the uh, do the Incredibles dance party that just started yeah, and meet Edna Mode hopefully without too long of a wait we're, we're not big waiting people that, uh-huh. that's one thing we, we discovered last time is that we for instance with Navi in Animal Kingdom last time we had a fast pass 
But when we had our fast pass, the wait time was up to, gosh, well over an hour, maybe approaching 90 minutes or more. And we wrote it and we were like, yeah, that was awesome. I don't know that it was wait 90 minutes awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, we're just not big wait people. I think last time that the things that we waited the most for maybe 15 minutes. And even that was a little bit like, eh, I don't really want to wait that much. So we really try and make it take advantage of the fast pass system after we have our three to grab the fourth and the fifth and do that as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. Now, are your family um, Monsters, Inc. fans? Yeah, so we're hoping to meet Mike and Sully too. Awesome. We're we're excited that there's some new things at Hollywood Studios this time. I know. Yeah, it's nice. It's that park is finally starting to feel a little bit less neglected. Yeah. So, awesome. All right, and then the big one, Magic Kingdom. What are your highlights here? So we we have packed everything into Magic Kingdom days, <laughs> of course. We um one thing we didn't get to do last time was to watch the parade. We just never wanted to sit and wait and hold a spot for it. So that was a big one on my husband's list. So with the dining plan, we went ahead and booked the Tony's Town Square parade package. Awesome. So yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that it'll be really great. It sounded it sounded really wonderful with how it works. So I'm thinking it's gonna be great. So we'll get to have have lunch and then we'll get that priority seating right there at the flagpole. So I think that'll be that'll be fun. Both uh, kiddos are going to do the Biddy Bot Boutique. We're going to do it down at the Disney Springs location one morning before we go to Magic Kingdom, though. Okay. So much easier to get reservations at that one. Yeah, and it just we did we did it actually last time too, and we did it at Magic Kingdom, and it was fun. But I think the Disney Springs location has just a few more options as far as having the talking mirror. Their photo props are a little bit nicer and better and bigger. And then, of course, the photo studio down there at Disney Springs is just seems super cool. We didn't do it last time. So we'll see how that all goes. But hoping to capitalize to get a few cute pictures with that. Fun. Okay. And yeah, I don't know. Everything at Magic Kingdom is awesome. (laughs) We've got some great fast passes. Both kids are now tall enough to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. They weren't last time. So we're going to do that. We've got that fast pass for several of the days. Buzz Lightyear ride, of course, and Ariel. We are there is one day our one of our days in Magic Kingdom has evening extra magic hours again, so that uh-huh. eight to nine p or eight to ten p.m. time. So again, we're hoping to capitalize on just riding a lot of the rides that we like to ride during that time. I, I know sometimes people think, well, why why would you want a fast pass or you know why would you even bother you know riding Ariel under the seas five times? You should ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Well, we like Ariel and the kids loved it, and that's what we want to do. So that's what we'll do. <laughs> Cool. So you said you have the dining plan. Which dining plan do you have? So we've got that what I always call like the middle of the road one that has uh-huh. the one one quick service, one table service, and then the snacks. Okay. So you mentioned Hollywood and Vine, and you mentioned the Tony's um, Parade package. What other table service reservations do you guys have? So we're going to do the Bon Voyage at the Broad at uh, Broadway. Broadwalk or Boardwalk boardwalk, uh, Resort. uh Yep. We're going to do that one day. We're also doing 1900 Park Fair for the the breakfast with Alice and the Mad Hatter. Okay. We're doing Ohana at the Polynesian. And then we've also booked, which I'm really excited about, the new uh, storybook dining with Snow White. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that. The reviews look awesome, and yeah. I, I think it'll just be fun to do that. My daughter's a big princess fan, so it's it's neat to do that. And our son actually really loved the princesses last time, too. So Nice. And then on our last day, we're doing the 1900 Park Fair again at the Grand Floridian, but we're going to do Cinderella's dinner there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that was actually one of our favorite meals last time. We did the dining plan last time and had a lot of character meals, and it was one of 
just the most fun. The stepsisters were a hoot. Lady Tremaine was fun. So we were like, ah, we'll go do that one again. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of really fun stuff planned. Yeah, it's it's pretty jam-packed, but I think <laughs> we'll enjoy it. We're Our kids are up early regardless of when they go to bed. So we're going to get up early. We're going to do things. We're going to come back and nap, and then we're going to do it again. Yeah. So. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brianna. I can't wait to talk to you when you get back and hear how it all went. Awesome. We're excited. All right. Well, you guys have a great trip. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, Brianna, welcome back from your trip. Hey, it's good to be back. We had such a wonderful time. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. So you guys were going to be there um, Saturday the 26th through Saturday, February 2nd. So start us off with your arrival day. How did that go? Yeah, awesome. So yeah, so we arrived on Saturday and we had a super early morning flight. So we left out of Kansas City about 6 a.m. We got into Orlando uh, with the local time change about 10 Oh, we were on the Magical Express and thankfully got the text message that our room was ready. So that was awesome. How was your experience on the Magical Express? Did you have much in the way of lines or waiting? You know, there were some lines, but we really didn't wait very long at all. Maybe, gosh, I don't even think 20 minutes probably. Okay. Yeah, so it was wonderful. It was really pretty quick. We got on the bus. Um, We did share a bus with Art of Animation and they did drop off there first, but our bus wasn't even full. So it was perfect. Awesome. So then do you remember what time it was when you got to pop? It was just about 11 o'clock, okay. I think. Uh, and so we got to pop and we, uh, we we were on the dining plan. So we went ahead and grabbed our mugs and got some lunch because we hadn't had lunch that day yet. And of course, we'd been up really early. So we got some lunch and then headed over to our room to grab a quick nap. Uh, because we all needed it, every Mm -hmm. one of us. (laughs) And we needed to nap, especially because we were going to hit the parks that night. So after our nap, we got up about mm, 2.30, 3 o'clock and headed off to Animal Kingdom. Okay, Animal Kingdom. Did you guys have fast passes there that day? We did. So we had always planned to hit a park that day. And unfortunately, during our last trip, we just didn't really connect with Animal Kingdom very much. So we thought, you know, if we're going to hit a park on a day that we might be tired or might not enjoy it that much, it might as well be Animal Kingdom because we just didn't enjoy it that much last time. Mm -hmm. But I will say that going back there this time kind of changed my tune on Animal Kingdom. I mean, I still don't think it's my favorite park by any means, but we did enjoy it. Um, we had fast passes for Navi and the Safari and meeting Mickey. And every single one of those were just perfect and wonderful. Um, we tried to hit the Safari right at uh, like sunset and dusk. Mm-hmm. And we were, I think, maybe 10 minutes too early getting on the on the thing or on the uh, on the the car because the lions were still sleeping on us, but there was a lot of other animals that were up and starting to move around and, and, and interacting with their herds in ways that we hadn't seen them do before. So that was, it was a good time to be on the safari. Awesome. Okay. And you said you guys also did Navi river journey. We did. We did the Navi River journey. Um, I would love to do Flight of Passage someday, but our children just aren't tall enough and aren't old enough yet to understand it or to get it. Yeah. So we're we're very much those people where if we can't all do it, we're not going to do it. So Navi is perfect for that. And um, we really like it. I think it's a neat ride. The kids enjoy it. Um, we also made sure this time to go back to the Pandora area after dark uh-huh. because Pandora during the day and Pandora at night man, world's difference. So we loved going back and seeing it, you know, all lit up and glowing. We hadn't seen that last time we were there. So that was really cool to see. Awesome. Now remind me again, how old are your kids? 
Um, my daughter or our daughter just turned six and our son will be four in about three more weeks. Okay. Okay. So they're still pretty young. Awesome. Now, did you guys do any meals at Animal Kingdom? We did. So we did um, uh, some quick service dinner there. We had the, uh, my husband and I love Flame Tree Barbecue. So we knew that we wanted to do that with the snack credits for the pulled pork cheese fries and the onion rings. But that's not really for our kids. So we picked up a, I mobile ordered um, a pizza and salad for them from the, is it Pizza pizza Fair or Pizza Furia? Pizza Fari. Pizza Fari. There we go. Yeah. yeah so I did a, a mobile order uh, for them, picked it up, and then we headed over to Flame Tree and got a, a seat. And it was perfect. We actually used mobile ordering through pretty much all of our trip. Nice. And enjoyed it. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And I tried the Night Blossom. We ended up having two of them <laughs> because they were really good. <laughs> now, what is the Night Blossom? So the Night Blossom is a drink that you get uh, in over in the Pan- Pandora area. At, uh, is it Pongo Pongo? Um, it's a little area over there in Pandora and uh-huh. it's a kind of a sweet drink with the, uh, the balls in it. And it's just really good. It's a snack credit. So if you're on the, the meal plan, it's a nice frozen drink. Uh, the days that we're down there weren't all that warm, but it was still nice and refreshing. Awesome. Okay. All right. Did you guys do anything else in Animal Kingdom before you headed back to Pop Century? Well, we made sure to meet Pocahontas because we knew that our daughter loves princesses, and we knew that Pocahontas was only available in Animal Kingdom, so we wanted to make sure and get her uh, that night, since we wouldn't have a chance to get her again, because we weren't going to be heading back to Animal Kingdom any other days. Gotcha. Okay, fun. Now, your daughter being six, seems like she's kind of in that prime age for loving the, uh, the princesses. Is that where she is? She, yeah, she loves the princesses and our son is absolutely obsessed with Mickey Mouse. No. Um, he, he, well, he loves the princesses too. Uh, he, he loves some princesses, but he, he really does enjoy Mickey. And we actually had probably one of, well, we had great Mickey interactions the entire trip, but that first night set him up for wonderful interactions our whole trip. We, we did a fast pass for meeting Mickey and Minnie there at Animal Kingdom, which we hadn't done last time. And it was just a really great interaction. Uh, the Mickey and Minnie that were there that day really worked well together. The memory makers, uh, the memory maker photographer did a wonderful job getting pictures. And it was just a really neat experience. Uh, they, Our son, I think, actually hugged Minnie for probably about two minutes. Oh. <laughs> and um, I, we joked after we left that we, we were the reason the wait time went from zero to like 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, it was awesome. Fun. Okay. Cool. So then did you guys head back to Pop Century after that? Yep. So we headed back to Pop Century after that because we knew that the next day was uh, Sunday and we were going to hit it hard to get into Magic Kingdom because they had early morning uh, hours for resort guests that day. So we were like, we're going to be up early and we're going to go pretty long on Sunday. So let's head on back. And we also wanted to get on the bus before the second showing of Rivers of Light let out Mm -hmm. because... We weren't going to see the show, and we didn't want to be behind everybody who did. Yeah. Uh, because if you've ever left a park after those evening shows, you know just the rush of people that head to the buses. And so we, we were able to get to the bus and get on the bus in relatively quick time without much of a wait. So that was really nice. Awesome. So then the next day was Magic Kingdom. Were you guys able to get there early enough to take advantage of the extra magic hours? 
We did. Uh, we had a very interesting experience with Magic Kingdom, though, because in the days leading up to our trip, we had been very closely watching the weather. Mm-hmm. And it had gone from, you know, raining every day of our trip to just raining some days to 80% to 100% chance of rain on Sunday. So <laughs> we kind of knew it was going to rain. Mm. And I won't lie that I was a little bit disappointed. And I was really concerned that it was just going to ruin our day, you know. And um, But the great part was it didn't. We had the most wonderful day in Magic Kingdom. It did rain absolutely all day, but we had um, rain jackets that I had gotten from Walmart before we went. Um, we actually got the like the long sleeve Coleman ones, zipped uh-huh. and buttoned, and they kept us dry. And we just went and did it. We had the most wonderful time. We used our fast passes, but we barely needed them. Um, the park just really wasn't all that busy, even though it was Pro Bowl Sunday. Oh. We pretty much walked on and did everything that we wanted to do. And that was just great. We just, yeah, we just went and did everything we wanted to do. We did go ahead and leave about one o'clock that day because we are nappers at Disney. I personally feel like naps do my kids well and they do myself and my husband well. Yeah. So we don't typically spend all day in the park. We go back, we nap, and then we, we go back to the park that night. Okay. So that was our that was our intention on that that Sunday as well. And so it was really neat as we were leaving the park that day, we for our nap, we went out and they are doing rare character pop-ups at the flagpole at Magic Kingdom now through about September, I believe. And I had heard about that before we left, but I figured with the rain, nobody would be out. So as we headed towards the flagpole area, we actually saw Snow White standing out um, underneath where the um, the the rail station is mm-hmm. right there off of Main Street by the flagpole. And we're like, oh, let's go over and see Snow White. Well, as we approached Snow White, uh, we actually saw Chicken Little and Abby Mallard. So they were the rare character pop-ups for that day. And ah. since it was raining, they weren't out in the rain. They were under this, you know, this area, which was really cool. And there wasn't hardly anybody around, maybe one or two other families. And uh, Chicken Little's cast member said, you know, Chicken Little really wants to make a press penny with somebody. Does anybody have money? Well, none of the other families did, but thankfully I am the overprepared planner <laughs> and we had already planned on doing press pennies. So we had pennies and quarters in little jars and we were ready to go. So the kids got to make a press penny with Chicken Little and Abby and they just, it was just too cool. They loved it. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So that was a, that was a definitely a neat moment of our trip and something I think kind of special. You know, not too many people are probably going to get to do that. So yeah. that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So then we uh, we left Magic Kingdom. We headed back. We took a nap. Um, I was so excited I couldn't sleep. So I was like on my Disney experience, like looking through fast passes, trying to get like a fourth mm-hmm. or fifth fast pass. Uh-huh. And I was able to get a fast pass to meet Mickey and Minnie at Magic Kingdom as an extra uh, fast pass for the day. Nice. So I knew we were going to get up and go back to Magic Kingdom. I thought, hey, let's meet Mickey again. You know, he's there with Minnie now. They're in their special celebration outfits. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so those outfits are so cute. <laughs> they look really cool online. They, and they're really adorable in person, absolutely. And they take really nice uh, memory maker photos, too. I mean, the pictures are just super cute. So we headed back to Magic Kingdom, and we uh, we went in and met Mickey and Minnie with our Fast Pass, but we didn't need it at all. I think there was two or three other people in line mm-hmm. at that point. And this was probably about... About six o'clock at night, about six p.m. By the time we got back to Magic Kingdom, and they were they were going to be closing at eight p.m. So we knew we didn't have a ton of time to be in the park, but we just thought we'd kind of check things out and see what else there was. And we were also hoping to see the fireworks that night. Okay. So 
going back just to even just do the fireworks was what we were kind of planning on doing. So we got, uh, we met Mickey and Minnie and that was awesome. And then we went around and did some more rides. We ended up doing Barnstormer and um, Dumbo a couple of times and Winnie the Pooh. And then we rode Seven Dwarfs Mine Train three times back to back, which is another wonderful benefit of rain. That's because impressive. I know there was that is something we'll probably never do again in our lives, but there was hardly anyone in the park. So it was and at that point we had done all of that in about an hour and a half because it was about 640 or it was about 745 and the fireworks were going to start at eight. So we said, hey, let's head to the front of the park and see if we can't find a place to watch the fireworks. So as we got up there, there I mean, there were people there, certainly, but it was just like, wow, OK, where do you want to be? <laughs> because you, there was just you pick your spot, you know, so we were able to get uh, as close as you would want to be. You know, you wouldn't have wanted to be much closer because you wouldn't have been able to see the fireworks all that well. Right. And uh, we saw the projection this time, which was a big thing for us. We never had a good seat to do that last time. So we had just a really wonderful spot. And once we kind of camped out our stroller and we were waiting for, you know, five or ten minutes for the fireworks, this lady next to my husband said, I have never been this close in 10 years of coming to Disney. <laughs> and we, so we thought that was pretty special on our second trip to get such a good seat um, for the fireworks. So yeah. that was really neat. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And, and then after that, after watching the fireworks, we actually decided to go into Casey's Corner to um, have, have a hot dog for dinner and let the park um, filter out a little bit mm-hmm. because we just didn't want to have to worry about the buses. So it actually worked out perfectly. As we got done eating, we were leaving Magic Kingdom and there was literally nobody around. Wow. I took a picture of... Yeah, I know. It was amazing. We took a picture on Main Street. And unfortunately, the only bad thing about rain is a memory maker. People aren't out mm-hmm. because of the cameras. But we took a picture of ourselves on Main Street. And there is not a single person in this photo wow. besides us. <laughs> and, I, and I told my husband, I said, honey, people pay extra money to go to, mat, to, go, to, go to after hours to get this experience. Yeah. I mean, it, it basically felt like our amusement park, which was really a neat experience. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so so that was probably about nine o'clock or so, and then we headed back to Pop to um, to get to bed because the next day was Monday and we had early morning magic at Hollywood Studios, so ah. we had to, get to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's pretty important. Awesome. All right, so early morning magic at Hollywood Studios. So getting there at seven or seven thirty. How did that go? Yeah, so it went. Uh, it went pretty well. We had done a fair amount of research leading up to it about, you know, when you need to get there. And there seems to be some discrepancy about whether or not buses from the resorts actually run that early or don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we got up there, we got up to the to the, you know, the main resort area where the buses are supposed to be about 630 and they were running buses to Magic Kingdom, but there wasn't a single bus in sight for Hollywood Studios. So we immediately got a little bit nervous. Um, so I did ask the Magic Kingdom bus driver. I said, well, when are they going to have a bus to Hollywood Studios? And so he radioed in and said, well, you should get a bus by 7. Well, to me, that was already a little bit late. Mm-hmm. So we jumped into the Lyft app and actually picked up a minivan last minute, which we were really lucky to be able to get one so last minute. But I think partly being there at a less busy time and so early in the morning helped with that. Yeah. So it only took a couple of minutes, maybe five minutes for the minivan to get there, put the car seats in. And then the real benefit, I think, for taking the minivan to Hollywood Studios is all the construction at Hollywood Studios right now. The minivan put us basically at the gate where the bus would have dropped us off, you know, way out there. So mm-hmm. there were some definite benefits and it was it was well worth it for us because from Pop Century, 
it's probably maybe less than a five minute ride to Hollywood Studios. And I had received a promo from Lyft for 50% off my rides. Oh, good. Yeah. So our minivan only cost us about $10 total. Oh, nice. So it was, yeah, it was absolutely worth it. Awesome. Okay. So then what time did you actually get to Hollywood Studios? Do you remember? So it was about, it was about 7.10 by the time we checked into Hollywood Studios. We went, we checked in, they gave us our wristband. We um, scanned in with our magic bands and then headed back towards um, the Chinese Theater and ABC Commissary. And they were pretty much ushering people into breakfast, which I had read that they do. They mm-hmm. kind of, you know, hey, you go to breakfast, go to breakfast. And we just told them we don't want to go to breakfast. Where can we wait? Because I had read multiple reviews to say that even though the event starts at 730, they will start taking you back there by 720. So don't necessarily go to breakfast. So mm-hmm. I had packed um, I had packed some muffins and some applesauce for the kids so that they could eat in the stroller while we waited. And it proved to be a very good decision because they did actually take us back there at 7.18. Nice. <laughs> they started walking the crowd that was there kind of slowly back to Toy Story Land. And I would say by 7.22, we were in and we were heading off to our first ride. Awesome. So let's see. Early morning magic in Toy Story Land is uh, Toy Story Mania, Aliens, Rolling Saucers, Slinky Dog Dash. And then there's also a Woody and Jesse meet and greet and a Buzz meet and greet. And then, of course, breakfast. So how did you guys kind of tackle that? Yeah, absolutely. So again, I had read so many blogs and things that said the best thing to do is that the line for Slinky will form immediately and then you'll have a huge wait time. So go and meet Woody and Jesse first. So that was actually our plan of attack was to go and meet Woody and Jesse first. However, what we quickly realized was that because they had let us back there early, Woody and Jesse weren't quite out yet. Yeah. So they wouldn't actually be out till 730 or a few minutes after. And I said, well, I don't really want to stand around here and wait 10 minutes because that kind of defeats the purpose. Again, you're, you know, kind of wasting time. Yeah. So we decided to run over to Alien Swirling Saucers and do that really quick and get a ride in on that which was nice it was actually it was fun it was neat it's not necessarily a ride that I feel like I have to do again Mm -hmm. because it was it was kind of just but it was a neat thing to do and it kind of killed that dead time for us then we went over and got in line for Woody and Jesse and by that point they had maybe five or six families ahead of us and then Woody and Jesse came out right pretty promptly at 7 30 I'd say they were out and after that, we, we met with Woody and Jesse. They had wonderful interactions. The characters were just great. They definitely were taking a lot of time with everyone who was there. Mm-hmm. So I can see why people would say that their line would take a while. Yeah. Because I would say they probably spent a good three to five minutes with every person and family that went up there. Yeah. And if you've got 20 families in front of you, I mean, yeah, you could probably wait 40, 45 minutes for that. So mm-hmm. I was glad that we did do that quickly. Yeah. So we met Woody and Jesse, and the kids loved that. Then our son the whole time had been talking about riding Slinky. So mm-hmm. we said, all right, let's 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 do it. Let's go. Uh, we got over to Slinky, and I would say for our first ride, we waited maybe five minutes. So that was really wonderful. I would say had we gone to Slinky Dog first, we probably would have easily waited 20 minutes. Yeah. Because the herd of people, e- even for the early morning magic, the herd of people went right to Slinky Dog. So the fact that we had killed, you know, maybe the first 20 minutes or so of the event doing other things that we enjoyed – uh, gave time for those people then to go and do other things. So we maybe about five minutes for our first ride, and then we rode it again, about three minutes to wait maybe. And then the third time that we rode it, it was walking on. Nice. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I think that the these like 
you know, special events, early morning magic and things like that, it's kind of counterintuitive because, you know, you've kind of learned that, oh, you know, if you get to a park early, go hit the headliners first because then the lines won't build that much. But you Mm kind of have to use a different plan of attack when you're doing these special events because, you know, there's such a small number of people and everybody is doing the same thing. They're hitting those headliners, but you're going to have plenty of time to do it multiple times. So let those people do that and you hit something that's less popular. And then by the time they've ridden it, you know, once or twice, all the people who did that first, they're off doing other stuff. So, and that's when you can just walk onto it. Yeah, absolutely. And we could have easily probably ridden it two or three more times, just back to back to back. But Mm -hmm. at that point, mommy's tummy was a little bit done. (laughs) And the kids were happy to go somewhere else. So that really worked out pretty well. So after that, we went and did Toy Story Mania. Okay. uh, And then we went and met Buzz. I would say for someone who would do the event coming up, I don't know that I would, you know, quote unquote, waste my time with Toy Story Mania. I think I would actually try and do that outside of the early morning magic and maybe ride Slinky another time or two because the queue line, even when they put you through the fast pass line and the ride itself for Mania is pretty lengthy. I mean, it's probably a 15 minute process from the time, you know, you walk in and do the ride and get back off. Yeah. So I think in the future, if I was to do it, I would just not do that one during the early morning magic and focus more on doing another ride on Slinky. But um, but it was nice to have done it. But I think in the future, that's probably something I might do. Yeah, I took my two year old on Toy Story Mania because she wasn't tall enough for Slinky Dog Dash. And mm-hmm. we rode Toy Story Mania one time in the time it took my husband and daughter to ride Slinky Dog Dash three times. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yep. So so yeah, so that's, you know, a little tip for somebody. But I mean, I would say if you don't have a fast pass for maybe mania then then hit it up in the early morning magic time but um so then after that we went and met buzz and it was pretty much about 8 49 8 50 for a nine o'clock uh, opening when we got in line for buzz we were probably second family in line for buzz and we looked you know down away from toy story land and cast members were bringing just this herd of people into toy story land and so it was park opening mm-hmm. it was amazing to watch <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody out there watches walking dead but the massive walking dead herds that come through <laughs> that is exactly what it looked like people were shoulder to shoulder the cast members were doing a really great job you know pacing people walking them in so nobody was running or getting hurt but there was a solid probably five minutes of people just walking past us and we just watched them kind of mouth agape like wow <laughs> <laughs> and then the the line for for slinky dog went from you know basically no minutes no no wait at all to 115 minutes and five minutes Woo! time that's yeah. crazy <laughs> and, and the line and the line for slinky was out of toy story land uh in in that five minutes time as people filtered into the park so but man they have that down to a science they do. They did an amazing job. It was it was well orchestrated the way they got people in safely and made sure nobody was running or really, you know, pushing as much as possible. Certainly people were trying to dodge in and out from other people to get back there a little faster, but they did a great job kind of crowd controlling what I can only imagine was, I don't know, 10,000 people. I mean, I, I'm such a bad judge at how many people there probably were there, but it was a ton. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what did you guys do after um, the early morning magic ended? 
Yep. So after the time ended and the park, you know, now of course was crazy, we actually went and ate breakfast. So that's when we did enjoy the breakfast that came with the early morning magic. Certainly it wasn't a big um, selling point to us because we were already on the dining plan, but I will say the breakfast was really good. We, it, the cast members were great. They were wonderful about telling us you can have as much as you want, anything you want, um, bottled or um, bottled milk and orange juice and things like that for the kids, uh, fountain sodas for the adults. There was pastries and fruit and warm options. We really enjoyed the food. So I would say for someone who's not on the dining plan, especially the meal with that is definitely something to take advantage of. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so then after that, uh, the park had filled up pretty well by the time we got out of breakfast. We kind of took our time getting out of breakfast. So it was probably going on almost 10 o'clock by the time we got out of breakfast. So we went and met Mickey and then attempted to go and watch the Indiana Jones show. But they were having some issues with it because of all the rain the day before. Ah. So it was really kind of sad because here we were all excited about it. And they told us they were having some issues. And so we only got to see the first scene which is all of about three minutes uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> by the time it all got going. So we actually ended up seeing it again on our next Hollywood Studios Day. But yeah, that was kind of cool. So we did that. And then we kind of headed uh, at that point. It was probably almost noon by that point. And so we decided to head back for our afternoon nap because we knew that we had dinner that night and we were going to watch Fantasmic that night. So we wanted to make sure that we had time to get back and rest. Okay. So then what did you guys do after that? So after we got back and we did our naps, uh, we had dinner that night at Hollywood and Vine for the Minnie's, uh, Minnie's di- dinner with Minnie Mouse and Mickey and all of them. Mm-hmm. It's a great buffet meal. It's one table service credit. We always do it with the Fantasmic Dining Package okay. because you t- technically can do the dining package with the table service credit. It doesn't cost you any more to do it. And the great thing about that is, is that it gives you priority seating at dinner. Or at, at, not, excuse me, not at dinner, at the Fantasmic. Mm-hmm. You have a special seat at Fantasmic. And so we um, we liked the food and we enjoy watching Fantasmic. So we, we did that. We didn't really do much else in the park that night. We kind of just explored and, and looked around and things. But then we went and watched Fantasmic, which is the last time we went, and, and this time as well, one of our probably favorite shows at Disney. Awesome. What did your kids think of it? Oh, they love it. They they like the fireworks, of course, that come with it and the water effects. And th- they enjoy when the boats go by, when all the characters are on there. And of course, since Mickey is the highlight of Fantasmic, our son is just like, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. <laughs> He's everywhere. <laughs> so that was awesome. Yeah, we enjoyed it. It was it was cold. It was definitely chilly. So I would, I would suggest for anybody going in the next couple of weeks, as it's going to probably continue to be kind of chilly in Florida, I would take a little fleece blanket with you for those bleacher seats because mm-hmm. they were kind of cold we thankfully had little fleece blankets that we had brought with us and they came in very handy nice and then took the bus back to pop at the end of the night yep took the bus back to pop at the end of the night that was definitely a long night of getting back because as we left uh fantasmic we were trying to leave with you know seven thousand of our closest friends (laughs) so it took a little bit of time to get back. We actually ended up splitting up to get back because the bus was so busy. There were multiple families just like us ahead of us that had strollers, but they didn't want to separate from each other. And we knew that we had another busy day the next day. And I told my husband, I said, if I can get on this bus with the kids, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I got on the bus with the kids. And by the time I got back, I by the time he got back to the hotel room, I actually had already had them bathed and in bed. So that's impressive. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a good decision. They had a lot of buses running. And again, Hollywood Studios is not that far from pop. But if you've got to wait 25 minutes for a bus, mm-hmm. it's you know, that's a fair amount of time. So we got back, got, you know, got them cleaned up and ready for bed so that they could zonk out. And then he got back. So that was good. Nice. Okay. So then Tuesday, the 29th, what did you guys do that day? So that morning, uh, well, we were heading to Epcot that day. And so since we were heading to Epcot, I wanted to schedule a breakfast that was kind of close. And since we love princesses and we like those character meals, we decided to do Bon Voyage there at the boardwalk. Awesome. Which, yeah, which is not one that we had done last time. So we were trying to catch one we hadn't done. That one has uh, Ariel and Prince Eric, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, which we were super excited about Flynn. Uh, He's just funny and you know, just a lot of uh, kind of a hoot to be around. So we really enjoyed that breakfast. The The food was pretty good. I'm a, I kind of kick myself that I didn't get the um, the calzone, the breakfast calzone. Mm-hmm. I went with the pancakes and they were just kind of all right. So I, I would definitely suggest to someone get the get the calzone. I think it's supposed to be really pretty good. Okay, that's what my husband got. He really liked it. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, the food, the food was food was okay. I think the thing for us is when we do these character meals for us, it's really more about the characters than the yeah. food. So, you know, as long as I'm not starving, which we didn't starve at all when we were in Disney, uh-huh. it, it, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> what did your kids think of the characters? Oh, they loved them. Our daughter loves, like I said, loves princesses and our son really actually does too. Uh, he He's funny and Flynn was adorable with him showing him how to do his smolder and it, it was a good time. Oh, fun. Yeah. Awesome. It's cute. Okay. So then did you head to Epcot through the International Gateway after that? We did. So we walked um, from Boardwalk to the kind of what I would guess I could I would consider like the back entrance there of Epcot. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked out pretty well, except that, you know, of course, we wanted to get to the other side of the World Showcase where Anna and Elsa were, ah. you know, so you're kind of like, either way, if you go in through the front or you go in through the side, you're still kind of pretty far away from Anna and Elsa. Yeah. But it worked out just fine. We didn't get there much before park opening. Our breakfast was at 745. Most character meals are going to take you at least an hour. So by the time we, you know, walked there and got through security, it was right about nine o'clock. And so, but that was okay. We had a fast pass for Frozen. Okay. So we went ahead and met Anna and Elsa first because, we knew from our experience last time that most people run and ride frozen, which makes sense if you don't have a fast pass. Mm-hmm. But if you don't meet Anna and Elsa first, very quickly their wait time will be up to 45 minutes or an hour yeah. at park opening. So we went ahead and did Anna and Elsa first, met them, then used our fast pass to ride frozen. So that worked out pretty perfectly right there. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up having actually a pretty busy day in Epcot. We then, unfortunately for us, I feel like we do a lot of back and forth across the park. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many miles we walk, but it's got to be like 15 (laughs) because we we go here and there and everywhere. So after Frozen, we headed over towards Seas of Nemo. We rode that. We met Ralph and Vanellope, which was a ton of fun. They are very neat characters to meet. I would definitely recommend anybody take some time out of their schedule to meet them because they were really cool and fun. Then we ended up, uh, oh, we did Spaceship Earth with a Fast Pass, which was really cool. We hadn't ridden it last time, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think maybe our son wasn't tall enough last time. Is it 38 inches maybe for that one? So For Spaceship Earth or Mission Space? Yeah, Spaceship Earth. Maybe it doesn't even have a height requirement. Yeah, space, the, the one in the like big white Epcot ball. Yeah, in the ball, yeah. Yeah, there's no height requirement for that one. 
Okay. Well, I, we must just not have prioritized it last time or something. But uh, so we did that one, and it was really neat. Um, every everybody in our family enjoyed it. The kids enjoyed it. They were, you know astounded by the you know old technology of computers and things like that uh-huh. <laughs> so so that was kind of cool after that we went ahead and headed into the world showcase again because we knew we wanted to meet Mulan so we knew that she was going to be coming out about 11 o'clock so we had actually done all of that I think prior to 11 o'clock so we were pretty busy that morning um so we headed over to meet Mulan and that character interaction was amazing. Our son last time loved Mulan. I think he loved her even more this time and major props to the character who was playing Mulan that day. She was just awesome. And our son went in for a hug and then didn't let go. Uh-huh. And she continued to hug him while she signed article or signed our autograph. Uh-huh. So, That's impressive. It was really cute. Once again, I think we were the reason her wait time went up. So, <laughs> But it was really awesome and she took a lot of time and that was really cool. So um, after meeting her, we were all getting a little bit hungry and uh, the Festival of the Arts is going on right right when we were there. So there was some really cool eats at the different booths and things like that. So we headed over towards, uh, what's it? I guess it's Japan in the World Showcase right uh-huh. there. And uh, they had a booth that had a sushi donut. Ooh. which yeah which was a snack credit and it's not a donut it's just in the shape of a donut so it's kind of rice in a circle with the with the different sushi options on it and it was awesome huh. it, and, and even better because it was a snack credit and right. it's a wonderful use of a snack credit because i think if you had paid out of pocket for it, it was almost seven dollars oh wow so you know when you start thinking about trying to use your snacks credits to maximize it's a, it's a good use so we had one of those and the kids enjoyed looking at the the trains there in germany which was pretty close right there so we kind of enjoyed that and that was a, managed to do a little bit more in the world showcase than we had last time, but still there's just so much there yeah. uh, that we haven't done. So I'll look forward to going back someday and doing that. So awesome. Okay. Yeah. And then it was getting pretty close to nap time, but I knew that with our Disney visa card, we could go meet um, some special characters with the Disney visa card. So I said, you know, as we're heading on our way out, let's go ahead and see if we can do that without much of a wait. So we did that, which is actually kind of, you know, again, here we are crisscrossing the park, uh-huh. but we went over and did that, which is over there. I think it's over there by figment. So we went, we went over and did the Disney visa meet and greet, and it was Mickey and goofy in there. And I think it typically rotates between Mickey, Minnie, goofy, and maybe Donald's in there sometimes. You always okay. get two. You always get two characters, but you never know who's ne- necessarily going to be there. So we went in and did that, and it, it's kind of considered an exclusive meet and greet because you have, do have to show them your Disney Visa credit card to get in. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like your fast pass for that, basically. Uh-huh. We waited maybe ten minutes or so. There was a couple of families in front of us. It was another great interaction with Mickey. Uh, they took their time, and they were just a lot of fun, you know, interacting. Our daughter had an aerial dress on that day, so Mickey was, you know, looking at her dress and pointing to it, and they ended up, you know, swimming together and doing the fish and things like that. Aww. So it was, yeah, it was really a cute interaction, so it was fun. Fun. Yeah, and so there, we knew that there was going to be uh, extra magic hours that night for Epcot mm-hmm. for resort guests, so we were like, we got to get back and take a nap because – we're going to probably close out Epcot tonight. So we headed back and took a little bit of an extra long nap. And then we headed after our nap, we got back to Epcot about, I don't know, it was about 6.30 or so. So we headed back into the World Showcase because, again, my husband and I were like, I could eat another sushi donut. Let's (laughs) go do that. And so we had a, we actually went ahead and ate at that Castura Grill, 
which is in Japan, uh-huh. which is a sushi place. Uh, it's a great use of a quick service credit because you, they do have, you can get an adult alcoholic beverage with it, with your quick service, mm-hmm. which we enjoyed doing. So we picked up the kids some food from the American Pavilion, and then we went over and ate sushi. And we had, uh, we washed down our sushi with a sushi donut nice. for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> And we got the kids one of those shaved ices, the big shaved ices that are right there mm-hmm. uh, in the Japan. It was really good, and they loved that. So awesome. we we ate far, fairly well that night. And then we enjoyed extra magic hours. We rode Nemo multiple times. We did Turtle Talk with Crush, which we had never done before. That was really cute. Um, last time when we did the extra magic hours at Epcot, we enjoyed being able to ride Frozen multiple times. And so that was our hope this time. But unfortunately, as it does, um, Elsa will sometimes sneeze and freeze everything up. Uh, so she had had a big sneeze and frozen some things up. So we only managed to ride it one time that night okay. with the extra magic hours. But that was okay. It was good to get one more ride in. And we ended up closing Epcot that night. It was probably almost 1130 by the time we got back to Pop. So we were like, let's go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, the fact that your children weren't just like you know, melted into puddles of, of tears is very impressive because that's definitely what my children would have been doing. So, (laughs) and and, you know, it's, it's funny earlier today when I was thinking, I was, you know, looking forward to our call and I was thinking about it. I was thinking, you know, part of the reason I think our children do so well is the fact that we nap. Mm -hmm. And I have so many people ask me like, I can't believe you go back and nap. That's waste so much time. And I tell them, well, you know, it may take us three and a half hours to go back and nap, but then we get to the park and our kids are ready to go versus we walk into the park at 645 and everybody else's kids are melting down because right. they've been in the park all day. So it, it's a trade-off to me. And for us, it's a hundred percent worth it. And yeah, it's just, you know, you, you got to kind of pick your battles. And to me, rested children are so the way to go. Yeah. We, during our last trip, we went on our Magic Kingdom days without naps. And then the next day, like we went to Epcot, for instance, and by 11 o'clock that morning, our kids were like, I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> and we got nothing done in Epcot during our last trip because they were so tired from the day before. Yeah. So we said, you know what, we're going to make it a point to nap every single day. And it really worked out. Yeah. We take our children back for naps and they still do not want to stay up past like 830. So um, <laughs> but you know, they, they love sleep. So don't get me wrong. I do not complain about that. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There are days like that too, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So Wednesday the 30th, what'd you guys do that day? Yeah. So Wednesday the 30th, because we had had such a late night, we actually did something we don't normally do and we slept in. Uh, a little bit. We were heading back to Magic Kingdom, but we said, you know, we're just going to go ahead and sleep in a little bit. We did something that we'd never done, and I went up to the resort and got breakfast and brought it back to the room, which was really kind of fun. The kids enjoyed it. We sat there and we watched Mickey Mouse on TV and just had kind of a much more relaxed morning than we normally do. Yeah. Then we kind of got up, got going. We got to arrived at Magic Kingdom maybe about 10 in the morning and then just kind of started using our fast passes. We knew that we had lunch that day at Tony's Town Square for um, for lunch at 1130. So we kind of knew that we didn't have a ton of time in the morning to, to do things, but we were able to ride Buzz and a couple of other, you know, smaller rides before our lunch and then headed off to do our lunch at Tony's. Okay. What did you think of your lunch? I loved it. It was Absolutely wonderful. Part of the reason that I booked it was because our last trip, we never managed to see the parade, not once. And most of that was because we weren't willing to wait to find a good seat. So this time I had found out about the parade package that you can book with Tony's. Mm -hmm. And again, it is just one table service credit per person and you get special priority seating for the parade, which means you don't have to stake out a seat for the parade 
you know, 45 minutes ahead of time. You just arrive and get a seat. And they actually seat people at the flagpole there. And I definite kudos to the cast members. They did a wonderful job policing it. No one who didn't have the tickets got into the area. And it was just really wonderfully done. So that was definitely a must do for us next time. But the, also too, the, the food at Tony's I thought was really pretty wonderful. My husband's part Italian, so he can be pretty picky when it comes to pasta. And he's like, you know, this wasn't half bad. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So we enjoyed it. It was good. I've heard, you know, Tony's doesn't always have the best reputation, but I heard that they got a new chef about six months ago. Uh-huh. And nice. so I think that it's improved, but I also just think that I'm just kind of a big fan of if you go into things with an open mind and, Mm -hmm. you know, you are in a theme park and, you know, yes, there are some signature restaurants that are, you know, kind of world class. But, you know, these other restaurants, they're not that. And if you keep your expectation, you know, I'm not saying go in with low expectations, but go in with expectations of, you know, you're going to get a meal, it's going to nourish you. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, when it happens to surprise you that, wow, that was actually really good, then great, you enjoy it even more. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of how we go into all of our meals there because we figure it's going to be good. You know, we're going to be hungry. It's going to be fine. I will also say that they were very accommodating with making, you know, like being willing to do other things. And with the with the parade package, you got an appetizer, an entree and a dessert. So there is no way anyone should leave there hungry. Was that per person? That was per person. Wow, that's a lot of food. Yeah. It was a ton of food. And they were like full-size appetizers. Like, for instance, my husband got a salad, um, and it was a full, huge plate. And then I ordered the calamari, and it looked to me like what they would have brought had the table ordered an appetizer. I mean, uh-huh. it was it was massive. Um, and then for our meals, we did the pasta trio, which you were supposed to get chicken parmesan spaghetti and fettuccine alfredo. But I wasn't too keen on the chicken, and so I asked her, I said, well, can I just get two spaghettis? And she's like, sure, why not? And so they made, and my husband was actually the exact opposite. He's like, I don't want the fettuccine alfredo can i get two of the chicken she's like mm-hmm. yeah why not <laughs> and so they were really accommodating to do the other things that also comes they also have an out they also have a beverage menu so you know if you're on the dining plan and you want to get an adult beverage i think my husband had a beer and i had some type of mixed drink so you know again you know kind of just maximizing those credits awesome yeah so it was really good did you guys do anything else in magic kingdom or did you head back for a nap at that point Well, that day since with the parade being at three o'clock, we kind of felt like we weren't able to go back and nap. So what we did was, yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, what are we going to do? But what we ended up doing was just enjoying the park. After that, we used some fast passes. We rode um, Under the Seas and the Thunder Mountain Railroad and Barnstorm. Our kids love Barnstorm. I think we probably rode it 15 times while we were there, you know. (laughs) So um, and the great thing is, you know, especially with Barnstormer and things like Dumbo, you can pick up fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh fast passes for those. And normally on the days that we're in Magic Kingdom, I'm using probably 10 fast passes on those days. So we just kept getting fast passes and riding things. Then we went and watched the parade. And then after the parade, we did go back and nap because that night we were again capitalizing on those extra magic hours. Magic Kingdom had magic hours that night. So we wanted to hit those. And so we hit, um, hit those, which was really good. Awesome. Okay. What, uh, what did you guys do when you came back that evening? So when we came back that night, since we had had such an unbelievable view of the fireworks, we're like, we don't need to do that again. Yeah. So <laughs> we um, we went ahead and did Dumbo and Barnstormer and all those ones that our kids love to do. And then as the fireworks started, we got in line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And it was a great time to get in line for that because I think we waited about 20 minutes. Nice. And we're on Seven Dwarfs and it was perfect. So Awesome. 
And then I think we actually, we weren't there that late that night just because we knew again the next day we were going to have kind of a, you know, a, a semi-early day. So we we did a few other things and then we headed out of the parks. We also wanted to, because of our experience the, the night before, the couple nights before getting out of Fantasmic, we didn't want to leave with everybody else leaving at 10 o'clock. So about 9.30, we said, let's just go ahead and get out of here um, and head towards the towards Pop. I will say a couple of times when we were leaving Magic Kingdom especially, we actually jumped on the Art of Animation bus mm-hmm. because their line was just so much shorter. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, Pop Century bus would be, you know, they would have had people through multiple rings of the stands and, Pop, and Art of Animation would have maybe 20 people in line. So since we were in a building that was towards the back at Pop, it was super easy to jump on that Art of Animation bus walk across the lake there and be at our building. Yeah. That was a nice option. Nice. I'm glad you guys were able to take advantage of that. Yeah, it worked out nicely. Awesome. Okay. So then um, Thursday the 31st, what did you guys do that day? So that day we headed back to Hollywood Studios, but we actually had a breakfast that morning. So we went and did uh, the Ohana breakfast at the Polynesian with Lilo and Stitch and Mickey and Pluto. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm sure if anyone's read a blog about Ohana, you know that they have a reputation for being late Mm -hmm. on reservations. And they did not disappoint. Um, (laughs) We had about an 8.30, uh, we had an 8.30 a.m. reservation and we were not seated till almost nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was kind of getting a little antsy about that, but we did manage to make, we did manage to use that time because Pluto actually meets out in the lobby with a memory maker Mm -hmm. for one of the characters. So we met him first which was a good decision because then when we were done, we were able to, you know, get going towards the parks. So that worked out decently well, but I I do wish they had been a little bit more on time, Yeah. but you know, it is what it is. So we, uh, we did the meal. Food was good. Interactions were great. Stitch was hilarious. He, uh, he had a good time with the kids and they enjoyed him. Uh, Lilo was good. And of course our favorite Mickey, you know, I think we saw Mickey every day, (laughs) so you can't beat that. Um, But the whole meal in total, by the time we were seated, took about an hour. Um, and it's, you know, longer than that if you think about the time that we waited. So we didn't leave the Polynesian until a little bit after 10. Then we jumped on the bus and headed over to Hollywood Studios. Okay. Awesome. Um, what did you guys do at Hollywood Studios? So at Hollywood Studios, thankfully that day I was able to get a fast pass to ride Slinky, which was wonderful. The The day before when we had been at Hollywood Studios, I hadn't been able to get a fast pass for it. But of course, we had the early morning magic, so it wasn't as concerning. Right. So we went ahead and uh, we did a fair amount that day. We met Olaf. We met Mike and Sully, which were a lot of fun. They weren't there the last time we were there, so we wanted to definitely see, uh, meet them. They were They were cute. The kids had a good time with that. And then we wanted to see the Indiana Jones show because we wanted to actually see the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> So we went and saw that and it was working. All the stunts were working. Our son was incredibly concerned when the truck blew up. He talked about it for two hours. <laughs> He's like, what happened? Like, he was just so in shock about it, you know? Yeah. So that was really good. Uh, we used our Fast Pass for Slinky. And then we did, in our style, went back and took a nap. And uh-huh. uh, it was good. So that night we had uh, the Snow White dinner at Artist Point booked. Okay. So we had we had a big lots of meals that day for mm-hmm. sure. So we so we headed off to the Snow White dinner. We had a 5:30 reservation for that and it worked out nicely because our plan was to actually go back to Hollywood Studios that night. So I think having the 5:30 reservation was about kind of the perfect time because you were hungry enough for dinner but you weren't late enough into the evening that you'd be burning into, you know, the end of the park day. Right. What did you think of dinner? You know, 
<laughs> it was neat, but I don't know that I would do it again. The, the, char- the, the atmosphere was amazing. The characters were perfect, but the food was kind of strange. Um, you know, and, and I knew that going in because, of course, we looked at the menu, but it just wasn't quite our type of food. Um, I, I got so they, they come out with the shared appetizers. Um, my husband liked the the kind of butternut squash soup. I thought it was okay. Um, we liked the shrimp. The shrimp was good. But the hunter's pie was definitely not either one of our style. Um, they also gave us, we were able to get mixed drinks. And I don't know who the bartender that night was, but he was pouring them strong. <laughs> uh, too strong, honestly. I took one sip of mine. And then when the waiter came back, I said, actually, can I get a soda? Because <laughs> I can't even drink this. Yeah. I said, it's so strong, I can't drink it. And, and he had warned me that the one that I had picked was normally pretty strong. But... To me, there's a difference between strong and undrinkable. Yeah. So it was, you know, but that was fine. It was no big deal. Um, for the meal, my husband got a, the prime rib, which he really enjoyed. He asked them to cook it, I think, medium rare. And he was happily, he was pleasantly surprised that they actually cooked it medium rare. So he was very happy about that. Well, good. Um, I ordered the snapper and the snapper was very good, very tender. But I'm not sure what the snapper is supposed to be served on. <laughs> and I'm still not 100% sure what that was. It was good, but I'm not sure if it was mashed potatoes or rice or grits. It was kind of this white, mushy stuff. And it was tasty, but I'm not sure what it was, you know? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of interesting. Um, the kids got spaghetti, which was which was very good. Um, the pasta was very good. They enjoyed that. And I enjoyed it, too, because I think I ate about half of my son's because he, you know, just wasn't eating that night. Uh-huh. So we enjoyed that. The desserts, again, were a little bit strange. The poison apple was extremely sweet. And I'm a sweets kind of person, mm-hmm. but it was just almost a little bit too much. The The cake, the kind of green cake that comes in the cup was was pretty good. Uh, again, very sweet. Um, what's the, there's one other dessert that comes, I can't remember. And then they do the, um, the caramel corn in the, you know, in the box. And okay. the corn was good and our kids enjoyed that. But other than that, they really didn't touch much of the desserts. Um, so I think the menu for our family was just a little bit out there. Okay. But... Again, we kind of do the table service for the experience, for the characters. Meeting the evil queen was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she was so in character. Uh, really neat. Really neat experience doing that. Awesome. Okay, cool. And then you said you guys did go back to Hollywood Studios after that? We did. And so our plan was to head back to Hollywood Studios to ride Slinky one more time. Because I had heard that if you ride Slinky one, if you ride Slinky at night, it's a totally different experience. And two, a good time to ride Slinky is when the majority of other people in the park are heading to Fantasmic. Mm-hmm. So we got to Hollywood Studios about seven-ish, I'd say, uh, for or for an eight o'clock closing and eight, o- eight o'clock Fantasmic showing. And we, I think we kind of looked around a little bit, but then we headed straight to Slinky. So we got in line for Slinky about 7.30, and I think we waited less than 15 minutes. And we were on Slinky. Nice. And, yeah. So that was awesome. And then we got off Slinky and we kind of thought about maybe writing him again, but we really didn't want to be in that phantasmic crowd. Um, so we just kind of, you know, checked out Hollywood Studios, looked around, and then we headed out of there. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Still sounds like a very fun day. 
Yeah, it was awesome. And my husband completely agreed. And the kids loved Slinky at night. So I would definitely say if anybody has a chance to, you know, if you're if you're one of those people who you're going to put your fast passes at the end of the day, put Slinky after dark, because it is very much a different experience. You know, the track lights up and you get to see the lights where, you know, it says go, go, go. I mean, it's it's definitely a different experience at night and really cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So then Friday the 1st was your last full park day. So what did you guys do that day? Yep. So that was our last full day. And this was the only day we went without naps because okay. we said, we said this is our last day. If they're cranky tomorrow, it's fine. We're just going to be in the airport. It's no big deal. You know? So we, we got that. We headed to magic kingdom that day. Um, we also had a very big food day again that day. Um, we had two bread to a meat, a breakfast and a dinner that day. That wasn't originally the plan, but because of the rain on Sunday, I had moved the Tony's parade package to a day. And then I had to move another meal to Friday because of that. Okay. So we started out that day with breakfast at 1900 Park Fair, which the breakfast is Alice, the Mad Hatter, Mary Poppins, Pooh and Tigger. And it was awesome. We have this poster that we had signed for um, the princesses last time Mm -hmm. we went and we met every single princess besides Alice because on our last day on our last trip, she was stuck in the rabbit hole and couldn't come out to play. Uh. So it was so disappointing. And so this time we said, we're going to double down and make sure we meet Alice. Uh-huh. So we, we booked the breakfast pretty specifically for that. So we got Alice on the poster that my daughter has, and it's just awesome. So that was a really great meal. The food really good. Again, you know, if you're on the dining plan and you're wanting to get adult beverages, they had amazing mimosas. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, pretty standard breakfast foods, but very fresh and good and all you could eat, of course. So that was awesome. Awesome. Yep. So then what time did you guys end up getting to Magic Kingdom? Well, we had a breakfast at 1900 Park Fair at 8 a.m. And I will say they were incredibly prompt about seating people. So we were seated by about eight. But I would warn anyone who thinks that they could make rope drop at Magic Kingdom not to plan 1900 Park Fair that morning okay. because the characters actually didn't start rotating to tables until nine or excuse me until 8:30. Okay. So even though we were seated by about 5 after 8, we didn't have our first character until 8:30. Now at that point they came boom 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 and we were done. But uh, we had kind of planned to make rope drop and we were just, you know, that much a little bit behind to be able to do that. So then that was fine. It wasn't any big deal, but um, definitely something to consider. So we got to Magic Kingdom about 930 that morning. Okay. And went over and did buzz without a fast pass. His line was, you know, plenty short to do that. Um, I think we might have hit Barnstormer and Dumbo. And then our we went had a fast pass for a big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So we went and wrote that. Um, our children also did the Pirates League that day, which was a lot of fun. The um, the makeup, you know, that they do on them. Mm-hmm. What did they think of that? They loved it. Our daughter did the Biddy Bot Boutique last time and had enjoyed it. But this time she had decided that she wanted to either be a pirate or a mermaid. She was pretty undecided until the last possible minute. Uh-huh. So she she made the decision to be a mermaid. And I, that was the best decision for her because she's pretty girly. And our son decided to do the zombie pirate. Okay. So it was adorable. His makeup looked flawless. Um, they did a great job. Uh, apparently now Captain Jack Sparrow will circle into uh, the Pirates League. So ah. we got to see him. And it, that was a kind of a neat experience. Like our son was getting his makeup done and, and Captain Jack came in and he, he was so in character. It's it just awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So it was cool. So what did you guys do after that? So after that, we had a fast pass for the Pirates of the Caribbean because I figured we'll be right there. It's perfect. They're all made up. You know, good good time to ride that. 
Um, then we stopped and got one of those citrus swirls uh-huh. um, because we hadn't tried one of those yet. So we thought, oh, let's do that. And the kids were kind of, you know, hankering for something sweet. So we gave gave those a try. And then we headed over and rode Seven Doors Mine Train with a fast pass. So that was a lot of fun. Okay. And then after that, we I would definitely caution any parents who are going to do Pirates League. If you've got younger children, especially, have some makeup wipes in your bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because our son, and especially, and I didn't necessarily want him to pick the zombie one because I knew that it had the most amount of makeup, but it's the one he wanted, and so mm-hmm. it's fine. But the makeup around his eyes kind of started to bother him, ah. so we ended up taking off the greatest majority of his makeup pretty quickly after it was put on. Gotcha. Um, so it was nice to have the makeup wipes in our park bag that day, because mm-hmm. otherwise I don't think you would get that makeup off. Yeah. You're definitely going to need more than just a wet paper towel to get that makeup off. So gotcha. we got, I got a package of 10 of them, like 98 cents at Walmart from the travel section, and it was wonderful to have oh, for God. that. Yeah. Okay. So after that, we kind of just took it slow. I picked up extra fast passes. Um, even though we had dinner scheduled that night, there was a couple of places to eat that we hadn't tried yet. I really wanted to try the lobster roll at Columbia Harbor House. And we kind of needed some time somewhere besides out in the park to kind of just chill since we weren't going to take a nap that day. Uh-huh. And so we got into Columbia Harbor House and found a table and we were able to just kind of relax for a little bit. Kids watch some movies on the phones. And that was a good decision because instead of, you know, we're so used to taking naps that it was nice to have a little bit of time to just kind of chill out. So yeah. that worked out really nicely. Awesome. Okay. And then in the afternoon, we 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 did some rides. We looked around. Uh, we met Gaston. That was absolutely hilarious our daughter now says that gaston is her favorite Uh if you ask her (laughs) if you ask her what her favorite part of the trip was meeting gaston is what she will say (laughs) and it was super cute our son even though he didn't have his makeup on anymore he still had like the eye patch on and so when he when he met gaston he had put the eye patch on Uh and gaston said said to him he said well that eye patch is very disappointing for you because you're going to want to see all of me (laughs) (laughs) and it was just it was a hilarious I mean he was so in character and so funny and it it was a good one I would and I we had heard that his line formed really quickly so I knew for instance that he was going to meet at three o'clock so we went because they you know they post his times and so about 245 I said hey let's go ahead and go over and get in line well when we got there at 245 he already had probably 15 people plus ahead of us. Oh, wow. Um, who are waiting. So I would say if you if you want to meet Gaston, which I would highly suggest you do, um, just plan for it and be there early for his times because I don't think he was out meeting more than about five minutes when the cast member cut his line. Okay. So definitely kind of have to plan to meet him for sure. Gotcha. Okay. And then that night, even though we didn't have naps, we closed that park. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of kept going. We kept meeting characters. We kept riding rides. Um, our children really wanted to ride Seven Doors Mine Train one more time, but it kept saying that they had a 70-minute wait. And we we're just like, we're not waiting people. Yeah. But if you guys want to ride it, we'll go. So we went at 8 o'clock because that's when we figured the shortest line would be. And even though the posted wait time was 80 minutes, we pretty much walked on. So I would suggest to anyone who thinks that they might want to try and write it, don't always trust those wait times that are posted, especially towards the end of the night, because I almost feel like maybe they were trying to push people away from writing it, like oh, pushing yeah. people kind of out of the park, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we maybe waited 10 or 15 minutes tops. You know, it felt like a walk-on when you're expecting 70 minutes. Yeah. So, um, and it was awesome because right maybe three or four minutes before we got on, we started hearing the fireworks go off. So as we were writing it, the fireworks were going off. Oh, and it was awesome. 
the neatest experience um, to see those up. You felt like you were right there. You know, you're, you're so much higher up. So it was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then we closed out that night at Magic Kingdom by going over and doing the magic shot with Rapunzel's lantern over by the Rapunzel bathroom over there by It's a Small World and kind of between that and Haunted Mansion. Uh-huh. And those are the neatest pictures. Yeah. Um, I love we managed to get those done. And yeah, those will probably be one that we print off pretty big and get framed because it looked really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So we, you know, oh, I guess I forgot to mention that we did have dinner in there. <laughs> That's what we did. We went and had dinner. We went and had dinner at 1900 Park Fair again. So we were there twice in one day because of our schedule changes. So we had dinner with Cinderella and that. And again, meal was very good. Characters were wonderful. Um, you know, it, it is buffet food, but I felt like it was really good. That There was lots of options and it was all nice and fresh. So you really can't beat that. Nice. Very cool. Well, that sounds like a good day to end. Was that your last park day? That was our last park day and our last day day because the next day it was time to get up and get on the airplane. Okay. Yeah, well, it definitely sounds like a, a very good way to end that um, that park time. It really was, yeah. So let's talk about your departure day. How did that day go? Well, you know, the departure day didn't necessarily go the way we expected it to. Um, we had a flight out at 1145 from the Orlando airport and we got up that morning, returned our stroller, had last breakfast and cashed in a few leftover snack credits and got on the magical express, getting on the magical express and everything was fine. But once we got to the uh, airport, we had kind of an incident at the airport. Well, we didn't have an, we didn't have an incident. The, the airport did. Okay. So uh, if, if anyone, of course, is from the Orlando area or is up on news recently, they probably heard about um, the TSA agent who in the Orlando airport um, committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And we happened to be in the airport that day. And uh, it's, you know, it's hard because you come off such a wonderful trip and you're not expecting anything like that. And to have it happen was just very shocking and very surprising. We are extremely blessed, though, and we know that God took care of us that day because we did not see it happen, mm -hmm. but we did hear it. And it was the most probably terrifying 10 seconds of our lives yeah. because if anyone is familiar with the Orlando airport, you know that you Magical Express drops you off at Terminal A. Well, you have to come up on the elevator and then go across that atrium area to, we had flown Southwest. We had to go all the way across the atrium to check our bags with Southwest. And so we had just kind of gotten out of the atrium area under the overhang to go check our bags. When we heard this most, you know, shocking sound, you, you can't even, I can't even explain what the sound was other than to say that it sounded like a bomb went off. Yeah. Um, we immediately stopped in our tracks and looked back. Um, you know, hus my husband and I both had the exact same reaction. We were just like, what was that? You know, um, we looked back and we were ready to grab our children, drop our crap and run. Yeah. Because it did sound like a bomb went off. And so we were waiting to see if people were running. Was there smoke? Was there fire? And a gentleman walking towards us rather quickly said, don't look back there. Somebody just jumped. Mm. And. So we were just kind of in shock, but it's like, well, what do you do? You know, there's nothing you can do. And so we just, you know, continued to head the baggage check and we checked our bags and 
things were already starting to become rather chaotic in the airport, you know, instantaneously. Yeah. And so we checked our bags and then we just went and got in line for security, which is a very surreal feeling because here you are trying to get in line for security when this just happened less than, you know, a hundred feet from where you are standing now. Um, the, I will say the Orlando airport did a great job. You know, they immediately, I mean, immediately had police line up, immediately had things going on um, with the scene, but it was incredibly chaotic and um, yeah, just something you're never going to forget in your life. I would say Yeah. Uh, the sound and that we are, we, we do thank God that we didn't see it and we're very thankful that our children um, didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, they didn't see anything. Our son barely realized that there was a noise. Now our, our daughter did realize that, you know, what was that? I think, I think honestly, she probably read our body language more than anything. Cause we just stopped so abruptly and looked. Um, so she, what was that? And we just said, it's nothing. Somebody being silly, dropping, dropping a bag, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you know, you just want to shield them from that. So yeah. in, in the hours that proceeded after that, because of the security breaches that occurred, as um, as the sound occurred, uh, the T- TSA had told people to run and people had run through security because, you know, even even the TSA agents who were there thought it was a bomb mm-hmm. with the sound. You know, they didn't know. I mean, it didn't sound like gunshots, but it certainly sounded like something. Yeah. You know, and so the TSA agents had pushed people through security. Well, of course, that created a security breach and they had to pull people out of uh, the entire Southwest Terminal and off flights. I mean, planes that had their doors closed had people deboard and go back through security. Um, yeah, so there was about two, two and a half hours of them pulling people out of the terminal to rescreen them. And then they started screening people who needed to get onto flights. Uh-huh. So it, with the chaos, I think it ended up being about five hours that we waited to be screened. And then the screening process was very intimidating because they had gone to expediated screening, which means you don't take anything out of your bags. You don't take your shoes off or anything. But they had set up almost like the best thing I can call it was like a cattle run. So they had like these, you know, they had roped off these real quick back and forth areas and they had you walk through these with dogs everywhere, you know, mm. bomb drug sniffing dogs. Yeah. And they're just telling you, go fast, go fast. Don't touch the dog. Don't look at the dog. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And, you know, they're just they're just trying to check for whatever they can. But with the with the amount of people, they had to do something to to screen, but they had to do something to screen people pretty quickly. Yeah. So that was that was intimidating um, and crazy. Yeah, (laughs) I will say that I'm very blessed. I think we were all very blessed that everyone around us, even if they didn't have children, they everyone recognized that there were a lot of very small ears everywhere in that airport. So people were really good about carefully talking about what happened you know Mm -hmm. i think it's human nature to be curious and to say what happened um and and you know the problem then became there were people like us who were there when it happened um but then there were people who showed up 10 seconds later and they're like wait what's going on yeah you know so the airport very quickly became a, a hot mess for lack of a better word because of the amount of people um they really should have and I, i've actually read articles since it happened that tsa that the orlando airport's going to be looking into policies and things because they really should have shut off access to that atrium area completely much quicker than they did yeah because it just filled with people and then with the noise you couldn't hear anything over their intercom system you could tell that they were talking to you but you couldn't hear anything. So I think the panic and the uncertainty and the chaos was only 
exemplified by the fact that nobody could tell what was going on. So they finally got out like blowhorns and were saying things to people. But even such, we were lucky enough. We were up close front enough. We could hear what they were saying. But the people in the very back had no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, it ended up being like almost like tap your neighbor on the shoulder and tell them what they said and pass it on uh-huh. type of type of communication, which does not work well with tens of thousands of people. Yeah. So. Ugh. Now, were you guys, was your flight delayed getting home? Yeah, it was. Um, so we were supposed to leave out of there by about at 1145. And we were very lucky we left out by about 3.30. So we were absolutely one of the lucky ones. Um, they had, I think, 150 something flights delayed and almost 60 flights canceled for that day wow. because of it. So we were... We were very happy that we didn't get canceled or extra delayed um, because of it. Um, our friends who were with us there as well um, actually experienced the incident much more completely, I guess, or in a worse way than we did. They actually saw it happen. They were much. They had arrived at the airport maybe 20 minutes ahead of us on a different Magical Express and mm-hmm. had already checked their bags. And you know, they're 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 having to go through this in a much different way. We're all very happy that none of our children saw it, but we do know that some children in that airport did. And we just keep praying for those children and their families because no one should have to experience that. You you really shouldn't have to at all. So, and you you just don't expect it. And, uh, you know, my husband and I have talked about it a lot. We're talking with our friends and just, you know, my husband and I both agree that even though it was a terrible thing, we're really glad that the other person was there to experience it with us. Yeah. You know, like he wouldn't have wanted to have to experience it by himself and I wouldn't have wanted to have to be there by myself. It's, it's nice to have someone you can talk to and is there and understands because it's kind of one of those things that I don't want to talk to anybody about it who wasn't there because I don't want to burden them with it. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand that. Oh goodness. Well, I'm sorry that you guys had to, end your trip that way I know that added a level of stress that you were definitely not anticipating for your last day yeah we we certainly were not (laughs) well I know that that's gonna kind of loom large in your brain for a while but if you were able to replace that memory with what was your kind of best memory on the trip when you think back on that kind of darkness what do you try to replace that with as you know kind of one of your favorite things that you remember from the trip absolutely yeah and that's and that's exactly what we've been doing our children it was actually really adorable my daughter the other day i think it was monday after school i picked her up a little earlier than i normally do from after school care and and we got home and she said mom can we lay in bed and cuddle and talk about disney no. and i was like absolutely we can (laughs) can we (laughs) do that every day sweetie (laughs) (laughs) and that's just exactly what we did so I think knowing that they have good memories even though I think they probably remember things in a different way than we do is exactly what's gonna you know keep us going of course going back and looking at the pictures and the videos um yeah, just thinking about all the good things. And my husband and I have joked about the rain that happened to us on Sunday. And, you know, everybody gets so concerned about rain. And I did too. But now I'm thinking, how can I plan a trip that has a 100% chance of rain on one day (laughs) so that I can have Magic Kingdom to myself again? Because that was I mean, just such a such a crazy experience, you know, it's just to be in the park by yourself. And that was a wonderful day. I mean, every day was a wonderful day. We had probably the most perfect trip. I, you know, I I just have to say we did. I, and I don't know if we lucked out, if we planned it well. Uh, I think, 
God was with us. He wanted us to have a good time. You know, he knew that we were going to maybe have a bad end, but he wanted us to have those memories that would keep us going well beyond it and help us know that we had a great family and we were there together and that's all that really mattered. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So based on this trip, what one tip would you give to a first timer going to Disney World? Oh my, that is so hard. I think, you know, people get really concerned about, do I have to plan Disney? You know, do I have to have a schedule? And I would say, no, you don't. You don't have to. But in this day and age of Disney, if you don't at least have an idea of what you want to do at the parks, you will what I would consider waste time. So have at least a, a general idea of what it is you want to do at each park and have a game plan for how you're going to accomplish that. I also think knowing going in that there is absolutely no way you'll be able to do everything and being okay with that is really important. Um, before our first Disney trip, a friend of ours who was a big Disney fan told me that and I took it to heart. She said, do not try and do everything. You will not be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. And if you want, if you try and do everything, you will just be tired and upset that you didn't get to do everything. Yeah. Um, I think people who have probably gone to Disney 20 times have not been able to do everything. So I think that that's important. I also think rolling with it is important. You know, that rainy day could have totally derailed our trip, but we just didn't let it. Yeah. Uh, we went in with a good attitude. Uh, we heard lots of people there grumbling and being upset. And you know what we did? We danced in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I think my daughter did ballet in the rain. Yeah. So it was, that was awesome. So yeah. Nice. All right. Then last question. Do you have a return trip in mind for the future? <laughs> well, I think most people leave and they're like, when are we going back? And that's, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I think with the opening of Star Wars Land, we will not go back for a little while. Um, if Star Wars Land was not opening this coming fall, I would totally be, you know, whispering in my husband's ear that we should go back next January. But with the opening of Star Wars Land, I am not a crowds person, not like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, everybody says Disney doesn't have a slow time anymore. And I think that's completely true. I think it's busy, more busy and crazy cakes busy. <laughs> so um, we will probably wait to go back until January of 2021. Uh, at that point, I'm hoping Star Wars Land will have, you know, mellowed out slightly. I mean, somebody might be laughing at me right now because I think <laughs> it'll be crazy there with that. But um, that'll give us a little bit of a break. But also at that point, our children will be young enough to still really love it. Um, at that point, our daughter will have just turned eight and our son will be probably almost five or no, he'll be almost six at that point when we go. Uh, he'll be in kindergarten. So we'll, we'll pull him out for a week and she'll be in second grade. So yeah. yeah. So probably January 2021 is what we're looking at. Might have to hit up Disneyland in between. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, they're getting their Star Wars land six months earlier. So hopefully their crowds will die down faster. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great to talk to you. And I'm glad you guys had such a good trip overall. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. I looked forward to it all day. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye. Big thanks to Brianna for coming on the show and telling us all about her trip. Uh, she talked several times about going back to take naps most days. And I have to tell you, if your kids don't need naps, then you know definitely don't worry about it. But if your kids usually take naps, believe me when I tell you that getting your kids a nap every day is like an investment 
in the rest of your trip. It's going to cost you some time, but I promise that it will make the rest of your trip time so much better. It is totally worth it. Anyway, that is it for this week. As always, you can find me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody. Bye.